Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Trifon Talks. This week's episode is sponsored by Pizzo's Power Group. Try it once, love it forever. This episode will cover a much more serious and heartfelt topic. It is also one that needs to be brought to the attention of many more people, due to the severity of it. This week's topic is Indigenous Living Conditions slash Reserve Life. This is something that's been overlooked for far too long. Many Indigenous families are pushed to the edge of their lives, from being crowded in homes, to having undrinkable water, to having to get permission to leave their homes. Many diseases spread from overcrowding and lead to many deaths. Nearly 50% of all registered Indigenous people live on reserves, where they shove four or five Indigenous families into a single house. These reserves have been around since 1850s in Canada. This originally was to create room for incoming European settlers. Living in crowded homes with dirty water and limited food is not ideal for anyone. Indigenous people should not be forced into these kinds of lifestyles. Today, we will have some special guests on our show to speak upon their real-life experiences of this topic. Before we dive deep into this topic, I just wanted to make it clear that this is a all-facts, no-bias podcast. Reserves are something that have been around a lot longer than most people think. The first of these pieces of land were set aside back in the 1850s. They were originally supposed to be a better way of living. This is what Indigenous people were told. But in reality, it was to get them off the land to make room for European settlers. First Nations people that live in Canada live in what most call third world conditions, with a lack of access to clean water and decent housing. This was said by the National Chief of Assembly of First Nations. Being forced into these conditions has many horrible side effects. Some solid facts to back this up are suicide rates among First Nations youth are five to seven times higher than non-Aboriginal Canadians. The life expectancy of First Nations citizens is five to seven years less than non-Aboriginal Canadian and infant mortality rates are also 1.5 times higher among First Nations. There have been many people as well as important individuals that have spoken on this topic. A very important figurehead in this area is John Bocage, Grand Council Chief of the Anishinaabe Nation, which includes 42 First Nation communities in Northern Ontario. He had to say this, the despair is re- resulting from poor housing, where there are maybe four or five families living in this house that have three bedrooms, and they take turns sleeping in the bed that night, he said. Housing not only being the only issue on these reserves, he also commented on the cleanliness of drinking water on these reserves. And he had to say this, it's a situation where there are, they are unsure of drinking water supply and that the drinking water could have E. coli and other kinds of bacteria. I think that the most disturbing thing is this despair, which often leads to young people even contemplating suicide. There have been many tests and scientific studies 
that back up what John was saying. Health Canada indicates that there were 100 long-term drinking water advisories and 47 short-term in 102 First Nations communities south of the 60th parallel as of October 30th, 2017. An example of this that is going on in real time is with a water issue in Neskagantaga, a remote flying reserve also in Northern America. Residents have been boiling water for 23 years after a water treatment plant that was built in 1993 broke down. The government has now only started contemplating the repairs, which would help and the country's longest drinking water advisory. In the meantime, bottles of water are flown in on a cargo plane each week and rationed out to nearly 240 residents. I think no human should have to go, should have to wait for a plane just to get water. Just take a minute, imagine that. You can't just go to your tap, turn it on, or go to your fridge and fill up with glass. Instead, you have to wait for an airplane to bring you your water. And if you run out, there's nothing you can do about it. Phil Fontaine of CBC News also shared his thoughts on how these indigenous tribes and communities are treated. He said, We rank no better than a third world country and that is simply unacceptable. There is no good reason why our people should have to be as poor as they are. Phil Fontaine in Toronto said problems include unsafe drinking water, crowded homes, high unemployment, high suicide rates, limited access to quality health care, and thousands of children being looked after by provincial aid welfare authorities. Next, we will hear from Leona Blondu and her thoughts on the reserves. Leona Blondu lived on a reserve. George Gordon First Nations near Punichi, Saskatoon. First in the interview, she begins by mentioning her thoughts on the pass system. This is a law that they had back saying that they had to get permission from an Indian agent to leave their community. Without one, they would be incarcerated or forced to return back home. She says, I remember being very angry about things that went on. I felt deprived of freedom. She then goes on to describe her summers on the reserve back home from residential school. She recalls returning home from residential school for the summer, and her mom was only able to take her into town once the entire summer. And she says that it was to get a few groceries and have ice cream for a treat. Then we would come home. That was it. I want everyone just to take a minute and think about that. You are taken from your home as a child, sent to residential school, treated horribly there, and then when you return home to your family for the summer, you aren't allowed to leave. It's like you're in jail your entire life. That is totally unacceptable and inhumane how these people were treated. The lifestyle these people were forced to live and are still living to this day are unacceptable. Just because you come from a different background and culture doesn't mean 
you should be treated like an animal. There needs to be something done to change this. We will look deeper into some of the ways Canada has tried helping and what they've done to end their bad streak right after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is also sponsored by Jimmy John's. Freaky fast. Freaky fresh. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Welcome back. It's now time to jump in and see what lengths our country is going to help these people. There have been several actions taken since becoming Prime Minister. Justin Trudeau has earmarked nearly $2 billion to make a good good promise. But addressing this crisis hasn't been easy. Of the 105 long-term drinking advisories in place in November 2015, 71 have been lifted but 35 have also been added on, leaving a total of 69. And there is always a risk that the system will slip back on the list or that short-term drinking advisories will become long-term ones. There is one advisory nearing the 12-month mark. Even though this looks like they are doing a lot, the government is still not doing enough. No one should have to drink water with 69 long-term possible advisories in it. Even having the possible chance of one advisory is still not good enough. They're human just like us and deserve the same access to shelter and water that the rest of us have. There has also been many other plants and these clean water systems that have been put into play but don't work 100%. This is a sign of a step in the right direction for a country but it's still not good enough. This is my call to help to you guys listening at home right now. The word about how these indigenous people are forced to live needs to be brought to the attention of more people. It needs to get to the point where it is all over mainstream media so that we can have a fighting chance at helping these people. I'll start by saying all the proceeds made off the Today Show will go straight to the charity to make the reserves better. Please take a minute, share it with someone you know, and let's change these people's lives. Thanks for listening to another episode of Trifon Talks. I'm your host, Matteo Trifon, signing off for now. Peace. Peace.